catechesis with Pope Benedict the Sistine. St. John Mary Vianney, the Holy Curie of Ars. Papa Benedict's Catechesis on the 5th of August 2009. Dear brothers and sisters, in today's Catechesis, I would like to review briefly the existence of the Holy Curie of Ars by underlining some of his traits, which can serve as an example for priests in our time, assuredly different from the one in which he lived, but marked in many ways by the same fundamental human and spiritual challenges. Yesterday, exactly 150 years have passed since his birth into heaven. It was in fact at two o'clock in the morning on the 4th of August, 1859, when St. John Baptist Mary Vianney, having ended the course of his earthly existence, went to meet the Heavenly Father so as to inherit the kingdom prepared since the creation of the world for those who faithfully follow his teachings. What a great feast there must have been in paradise at the arrival of such a zealous shepherd! What a welcome must have been reserved for him by the multitude of children reconciled with the Father through his work as parish priest and confessor! I wanted to take inspiration from this anniversary to announce the year for priests, which, as is known, has as its theme faithfulness of Christ, faithfulness of the priest. The credibility of witness and, ultimately, the efficacy of each priest's mission depends on holiness. John Mary Vianney was born in the small village of Dardilly on the 8th of May, 1786, into a peasant family, poor in material goods, but rich in humanity and faith. Baptised on the very day of his birth, as was the custom at the time, he consecrated the years of his childhood and adolescence to work in the fields and to the grazing of animals, so much so that, at the age of seventeen, he was still illiterate. However, he knew by heart the prayers he had been taught by his devout mother and was nourished by the religious sense that he breathed at home. His biographers recount that, from his early youth, he sought to conform himself to the divine will, even in the humblest tasks. He nourished in his soul the desire to become a priest, but it was not easy for him to satisfy it. Indeed, he arrived at priestly ordination after many ordeals and misunderstandings, thanks to the help of wise priests, who did not stop at considering his human limitations, but knew to look further, intuiting the horizon of holiness that was outlined in this truly singular young man. Hence, on the 23rd of June, 1815, he was ordained deacon, and, on the following 13th of August, priest. Finally, at the age of twenty-nine, after numerous uncertainties, not a few failures and many tears, he was able to go up to the Lord's altar and realise the dream of his life. The Holy Curie of Ars always manifested the highest regard for the gift received. He affirmed, Oh, what a great thing is the priesthood! One will only well understand it in heaven. 
If one understood it on earth, one would die, not out of fear, but of love. In addition, as a small boy, he had confided to his mother, If I were a priest, I would like to conquer many souls. And so it was. In his pastoral service, as simple as it was extraordinarily fruitful, this unknown parish priest of a remote village in the south of France was so good at identifying himself with his ministry that he became, in a visibly and universally recognisable manner, Alter Christus, image of the Good Shepherd, who, unlike the mercenary, gives his life for his sheep. After the example of the Good Shepherd, he gave his life during the decades of his priestly service. His existence was a living catechesis, which acquired a very particular efficacy when people saw him celebrate Mass, stop in adoration before the tabernacle, or spend long hours in the confessional. The centre of his life was thus the Eucharist, which he celebrated and adored with devotion and respect. Another fundamental characteristic of this extraordinary priestly figure was the assiduous ministry of confessions. He recognised in the practice of the sacrament of penance the logical and natural fulfilment of the priestly apostolate in obedience to Christ's mandate. Those whose sins you forgive will be forgiven, and those whose sins you retain will be retained. St. John Mary Vianney distinguished himself thus as an excellent and tireless confessor and spiritual director. Passing with the same interior movement from the altar to the confessional, where he spent a great part of the day, he sought by all means, through preaching and persuasive advice, to make his parishioners rediscover the meaning and beauty of sacramental penance, showing it as an intimate demand of the Eucharistic presence. The pastoral methods of St. John Mary Vianney may appear little suited to the social and cultural conditions of the present day. How in fact could a priest today imitate him in a world that has changed so much? If it is true that times change and many charisms are typical of the person, hence inimitable, there is, however, a style of life and a basic yearning that we are all called to cultivate. At closer inspection, what made the curé of Ars holy was his humble faithfulness to the mission to which God had called him. It was his constant abandonment, full of trust, into the hands of divine providence. He succeeded in touching people's hearts, not by strength of his own human gifts, nor by relying exclusively on an effort, however laudable, of his will. He conquered souls, even the most refractory ones, by communicating to them that which he lived intimately, namely, his friendship with Christ. He was in love with Christ, and the true secret of his pastoral success was the love that he nourished through the Eucharistic mystery, announced, celebrated and lived, which became love for Christ's flock, for Christians, and for all people who were seeking God. His testimony reminds us, dear brothers and sisters, 
that for each baptized person, and even more for the priest, the Eucharist is not simply an event with two protagonists, a dialogue between God and me. Eucharistic communion tends to a total transformation of one's own life. With force, it opens wide the entire I of man and creates a new we. Thus, far from reducing the figure of St. John Mary Vianney to an example, albeit an admirable one, of 19th century devotional spirituality, it is necessary, on the contrary, to grasp the prophetic force that marked his very topical human and priestly personality. In post-revolutionary France, which was experiencing the sort of dictatorship of rationalism, aimed at erasing the very presence of priests and of the church and society. He lived first, in the years of his youth, a heroic secrecy, travelling kilometres at night so as to participate in Holy Mass. Then, as a priest, he distinguished himself through a singular and fruitful pastoral creativity, apt to show that the then-prevailing rationalism was in reality far from satisfying the authentic needs of man, and thus, definitively, was not livable. Dear brothers and sisters, 150 years after the death of the Holy Curie of Ars, the challenges of contemporary society are no less demanding. Indeed, they may have become more complex. If then there was the dictatorship of rationalism, in the current epoch, a sort of dictatorship of relativism is seen in many areas. Both appear inadequate responses to the just demand of man to use fully his own reason as a distinctive and constitutive element of his own identity. Rationalism was inadequate because it does not take into account human limitations and claims to elevate reason alone as measure of all things, transforming it into a goddess. Contemporary relativism mortifies reason, because in fact it ends up affirming that the human being cannot know anything with certainty beyond the positive scientific field. Today, however, as then, man, a beggar for meaning and fulfilment, goes in constant search of exhaustive answers to the fundamental questions that he never ceases to ask himself. The fathers of the Second Vatican Council had well in mind this thirst for the truth, which burns in the heart of every man, when they affirmed that it is up to priests, as educators of the faith, to form an authentic Christian community, capable of opening to all men the road that leads to Christ, and to exercise a true maternal action towards them, by indicating or facilitating to the one who does not believe the pathway that leads to Christ and to his church, and by constituting for the one who already believes stimulus, food and support for the spiritual struggle. The teaching that the Holy Curie of Ars continues to transmit to us in this regard is that, at the basis of this pastoral commitment, the priest must place an intimate personal union with Christ, to be cultivated and increased day after day. 
only if he is in love with Christ will the priest be able to teach everyone this union, this intimate friendship with the Divine Master. Will he be able to touch the hearts of the people and open them to the merciful love of the Lord? Only thus, consequently, will he be able to instill enthusiasm and spiritual vitality into the communities that the Lord entrusts to him. Let us pray that through the intercession of St. John Mary Vianney, God may give to his church holy priests and that the desire may grow among the faithful to sustain and assist their ministry. We entrust this intention to Mary, whom we invoke today as Our Lady of the Snows. Time has come to lay it down And find it all in you More than this world could ever give In one glimpse of you The fire burns within my soul Love too loud, it won't let go So draw us close one in you 